Hey, this is Tina Rushing from Punk Rock Saves Lives, and you are listening to Bradley's House Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Come on in, make yourself at home as you should when you're a guest in Bradley's house. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the executive director of the Noel Family Foundation and our host, Ms. Kelly Noel. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Jared. Thank you. Had a wonderful day as, of course, as we know as we're recording this, it's the end of Father's Day and we went up and had a lovely brunch with him. It was nice to have you and Anna with me, Jarrett. And it was really fun. We had a nice time. Well, it's super ironic how it all comes full circle, right? Because for years, I've been calling this stranger Papa anyway. <laughs> right? He's, you know, Papa Jim, Papa Noel. That was just <laughs> how he's known among yeah. Sublime fans. Um, so it was it was nice to be able to uh, to spend Father's Day with him since I wasn't with my own dad, who I know is listening to this. So I talked to you earlier, but happy Father's Day, Dad. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a good day. It was a very good day. Double duty on the podcast, so yes. we're, we're getting some work done. Um, so yeah, so the people that are going to hear the first episode, you're going to notice that Kelly's going to say she's not <laughs> sure how her day is yet because we did that one early in the morning. And now yes. when you listen to this episode, you will find out it was a fucking pretty good day. So, it was a good day. It worked yeah. out. It was all yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got a lot of merch orders coming your way. So thank you. Yes. For that. That that's was, right. In the first big... episode, I think we mentioned we're going to hopefully get all the orders out today. We did. We just packed up 40 orders and our guest has been very patiently waiting for us to finish up. So let's get on with it. I am super excited about our guest today, Jared. Always. You I'm, know. I'm always excited. But anytime that, you know, I'm, I, I do fanboy at some times. I try not <laughs> to, but there are, there are certain bands and certain musicians that I've just followed for a long time. So when we are lucky enough to have one on the podcast with us, I get extra excited. Kelly, why don't you tell everybody who our house guest is this week? Today we have with us from one of my favorite bands, Bumpin' Uglies, we have TJ Hazlitt, who drums for them. Thank you so much for being on with us, TJ. Hey, no problem. Thank you guys for having me, man. We are awesome. stoked. So we were talking with you at Cali Roots, of course, about the podcast and how so many of your experiences, I think, would be really, really helpful for a lot of our listeners to hear and, and they'd be super interested in. So you kind of hit all the boxes with our podcast between music and addiction and recovery and all that. So let's get into how you first got started playing music. So I started like listening to music and like hearing music and like getting like fulfillment out of it like feeling something from it and like it's really funny too because like you know I'm I'm a kid of like the late night I was born in 93 so like when I was like when I was like you know three or four the big thing happening was like Backstreet Boys (laughs) like (laughs) which is like if anybody heard well people are going to hear this but like yes my first love was like all the boy bands like when i was oh like gosh. two or three. Oh yeah it was it the, was brutal the, the Romeo, thought of you listening like, to boy bands just made my day that is just the greatest image ever yeah like i i begged my mom one summer to give me um the uh the dyed blonde tips when i had hair <laughs> like i wanted to be like justin timberlake like, it was it was it was awful. Yeah, he was I the mean, best. If you're gonna, if you want to be anybody? Are there yeah. pictures of this anywhere? I'm pretty sure my mom has them. I have not seen them, but yeah, it was. I had them for like one summer, and oh, then like after fabulous. that, I was, like, but like, yeah, and then day, I'm like, you know, listen to all this music, and thank God my dad did this. Like, my dad's a big. That's where I get like like he was the guy that like 
showed me everything, oh. like everything I needed to know, like, like basically rock 101. Wow. He just took me through like, cause, uh, you know, I was listening to all the, you know, you know, Disney radio kind of stuff. And then like, you know, I was like, had to be like six or seven and he gave, he was like, Hey, check this out. You, I think you might like it. And he gave me uh, the who, the who, who's next. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it was like, that like blew me away. I was like, oh my God, this record is awesome. Like Mm. I, I can't put my finger on it, but like, like, and what gravitated toward me was the drums. And like, Mm -hmm. then like I saw big game changer was, I was like coming downstairs. I was like seven and my dad, had um the Led Zeppelin DVD called How the West Was Won. And it was them from Madison Square Garden live like 1969. And oh, wow. I saw John Bonham playing. <gasps> and like, I, liter- I literally like remember my dad, like, I want to do that. Like, I, like I don't know how I'm going to do that, but like, I want to do that like as a job. Like, cause like, I was like, there's got to be a, like that guy's doing it. There's got to be a way to do that. Yeah. Like, you know? And I was like, yeah, it like, and I would watch that like every single day. Like I would, like I got obsessed. Like I'm not like, like the thing about me is like, I think that, you know, comes with addiction too, is like when I like something and I really like it, I want it, I want it 110%. Like mm. whether it's mu- music alcohol like tattoos mm. so, like anything if i like it i'm gonna do it 100 percent. and if i don't like it like i don't even want to like like just get it away from me like i don't want to hmm. do it you know it's so, all like, or nothing huh? yeah it's all or nothing yeah so like that was like first music experience and like it just like and then he was like showing me albums and stuff and i was like you know, he gave me like a little drum pad for, I got a drum pad for Christmas one year when I was like eight or nine. And I had that thing for like years before I even got a drum set. Cause I think like they were just like, oh, we want to see if you're really serious with it. And I played that little drum pad on my lap like <laughs> every day. And like, and then I got like a hand-me-down drum kit from my mom's boss because he he was like, yeah, I got, I got it for my son. He doesn't really play, but I heard your son likes music, so maybe he'll enjoy it. And, like, I used that thing for, like, over a decade. It was like a oh, Tama. Wow. Like, it was like a Tama, like, Tama Rockstar kit, which is, like, the, the, like, the kit you give your kid when he wants to, like, try the drums, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, I used that. I used that for years, like, oh. up until, like, my and in like school so like yeah i just and just like listening to music too like i was just talking about my dad with that it's like it's hard because like i don't really have a chance to like sit down and like i don't have a record player anymore and it's like i miss like just sitting down putting on a record putting on a Mm. cd listening and just like closing my eyes and just like taking it all in and just like because it really like it, it takes you to another world. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's such a, it's so, cl- it's so cliche, but like, it definitely like saved my life. Like, like ju- it gave me purpose in life. And like, it's, it, I, I think it's a spiritual thing, like putting on yeah. a good song and just like, it just, it, yeah, it's, I cannot stress. If anybody out there listening has a kid just mildly interested in music, just go for it. It's the, yeah. it's the best thing for them. It's awesome. I agree. I agree. So then you had your first band, did you say in high school? Yeah, it was like my first real band. I actually, so like I practiced the drums and stuff and, you know, like, and at at school, like I had, you know, it was hard for me to make friends a lot of the times. And like the friends I did have, like, they weren't like super into music as I was. And, um, you know, and I, I, I got into skating too, like skateboarding, mm-hmm. and that's how I found out a lot about like like punk music, which is like really? that's like yeah, yeah, because like my dad showed me like the Ramones and stuff, and then like once I started like skateboarding, 
like into that too and then like i started um like buying all these like videos and stuff and like i remember like buying the toy machine videos and like all the 90s skate videos and stuff uh-huh. and, like like hear, hearing all the songs and stuff and it's like oh my god it's like this this is awesome like that's how mm. i first found out about sublime like from like the tony hawk games and stuff i was like really was, like yeah it was like every like kind of like punk underground thing was like on this so that was really cool and then um but yeah my friends weren't really into music as much as i was and like i couldn't really like it was hard for me kind of to make friends in school so like my parents were like oh maybe you should like you know they were taking me to all these like different like music camps and like stuff like that and like i went to um like this one called school of rock like uh-huh. it was like it was like it was a stuff like school for music like before the movie yeah and then like i yeah and it's it was really cool like i it good for me as a kid like meeting other kids like into music and that's where right. i found a lot of like my friends that and like uh you know i did that for a couple of years and then uh one of the guys that was like into punk and reggae and stuff he was like hey you want to do this band and i i was I was in eighth grade when I did it. And like, I was in like a couple other bands before that, but like, this was like the one where it was like, Oh, we're going to record. Um, cause my buddy was like a really good, like, like he could like, uh, he was an incredible guitarist. His name's Justin Jones. And he like still to this day, like the best guitarist I've ever played with. And like he, yeah, he was awesome. Uh, he he would like record us and like we would like make our own cds and stuff and like we, this is the first band like that's how i learned how to tour like we like wow sleep yeah and like that was like where like i first learned how to like smoke weed and drink like like we it, we we traveled like like animals like in that band because we would like our first tours like i would be i was like starting high school we're like in the middle of high school and we would be going on tours to like you know the carolinas and stuff like wow as far as far stuff as far south as we could get and were you all it, in high it, school it, no they were older than me so they were like oh, okay. okay and they were like so they had like more off time and stuff and they were like you know they were like taking time off work but like if I had like, they would try to plan tours or and stuff and shows around my schedule because I was still in high school. Yeah, and, like you know, so like I would miss a couple weeks from like school, and then I would come back and like have to like redo all the work. But like you know, it was it was fine, it was whatever. But like, yeah, it was wild thinking back because like we would just sleep in Walmart parking lots and like our our car that we were in, like you know, all the gear on top of us, and we were just like sleep like through the night and like we couldn't have the heat on like in the winters so like we would wake up and <gasps> ice would just be on the windows and like we'd be eating oh like, my word walmart beans yeah it was like real like like it was not it was like yeah we would just like stay at sketchy people's houses and like it was it was it was wild like wow it was wild stuff back then yeah and like i'm like a little kid like you know we I distinctly remember, like, we couldn't get to sleep, and, like, we were just so, like, just, we we felt crazy. We just went into Walmart, and everyone, we got uh, cough medicine, and we oh, would, gosh. we would, we would each take a sip, and take a sip of Jack Daniels, and oh, that would gosh. get us to sleep. That can, yeah, yeah, it was so gross. Oh. so yeah that was like yeah so that that was when you were in the middle of high school and then at what when you got out of high school at what point did you join Bubba Nuglies so that was 2015 and oh okay yeah yeah so and I knew it was funny because I knew Bumpin Uglies when I was in eighth grade like they uh, 2009 2010 we opened up for them oh wow and yeah and I was like you know in eighth grade I was I 
I don't really know what age that would be, but like, yeah, eighth grade, I would just like, uh, we opened up for them at like, uh, in Philly, we, cause they were touring and, um, that's where I met Brandon and Wolfie and their old drummer uh-huh. Keenan. Yeah. And then like, they saw, they, they saw me and like, I remember they were, they were like, Hey, you're pretty good, man. Like as a drummer and like, you know, so we always kept in touch and we always like used to open up for them and like help them out on tours and, and they would help us out when we would come to Baltimore and, you know, it was cool. And then, um, 2015 rolls around. I'm like in college, the band I'm in losing members and like, it's different members. And like, we kind of had like a weird, like falling out, like, and it just like, weren't really doing a lot. Like I kind of felt lost, and I was like mm. working at Sam. I was working at Sam Mash, just like miserable, mm-hmm. and like, and then I got this call. And I was going to school for music too, and like it, it was weird because like you know, all the guys in college studying music, they were like you know, super. They could sight read, and they were like mm. just like they were great, but like none of them were playing out you know so it's like yeah. i felt like weird i felt weird it's like i i feel like i can play but like i don't have like the theory you know what i mean like i can read yeah. them but like it's just it was so weird so like but then i got the call from brandon that they needed a drummer and like they were like yeah it will get give you like you know you know 50 bucks a show 100 bucks like for a weekend and i was like oh my god that's awesome <laughs> Like, yeah, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. And so I like, you know, cause I was working at warehouses for like, mm. you know, eight, eight bucks an hour. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like play music. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So like uh, I left and then that's, and that's how I joined, joined them. And then I, I'm, I actually moved in with Brandon like immediately after that. I was like 20, 21. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been then, with them ever since, man. So. When did the the drug use start? Yes, so that actually was it alcohol I, or my, drugs? What was your your weapon of choice? Definitely alcohol. Like there was okay. other stuff in there. There was other stuff in there, but like I was always like 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 I'm um, like an alcoholic. Like I am the all or like, nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I yeah, like. Like, you know, and the more, the more I go to meetings and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, I really am like, a, like, an alcohol, <laughs> like you're in other people, you know? Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's funny. Cause I was a late bloomer, like with that kind of stuff. Like I was always very, you know, I had, like my parents were great with that. Like, you know, my dad drinks, but he was always like, you know, don't be doing drugs and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, so like, I was always very weary of hard drugs. Like yeah. I kind of got, was like scared at a, yeah, it was great. But then like, you know, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, they say that about drugs, but then like alcohol, it's like, that's on billboards that mm. is on, you know, the TV station. That's like yeah. everywhere. Like, and people, and people can do it like, you know, in a, you know, and they can, they can party. Moderate way. Stuff, yeah. But like when I drink, moderate, yeah. Or like, even if they get drunk, they don't ruin their lives. Like that, yeah. like, I am the complete opposite. Like, you know, so. When did you know, you know you had I a would problem? Smoke. That was, I always knew I had something wrong, but I didn't admit to it until like two years ago when I finally wow. was up. Because that was, you know, I always because like as an alcoholic I always you know me I would always try every excuse to be like no I don't have a problem so like <laughs> you know I would oh I, I would always be like well you know you drink like me if da 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 if, right. if this happened to you if this you know or like I would start pointing the finger like I don't I don't do coke you know like yeah you know at least I'm that. not doing I don't that. Do yeah. all this crazy stuff. I, yeah, exactly. But then it's like, I'm, I'm drinking, you know, I'm, you know, I, it almost like I would get super depressed. I would, 
get, you know, sometimes like not physically violent, but like verbally like loud, like I would just turn into a different person and like, you know, and like every, if I said to myself, I'm just going to have like two or three drinks tonight, I would immediately black out. And every day I woke up and being like, how, how did, how did I, how did I get here? Like that, like I would like that, that was kind of like the point where I was like, man, like to have two or three drinks, but like, I cannot control that. Like that Mm -hmm. is like, that was starting to scare me where it's like, oh my God, I can't like, I can't stop, you know? And like, there'd be days, there'd be days where I start day drinking and not stop and like, you know, binge drinking, you know, but like, it was just, it was, it got, it got to the point where, you know, and, and Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies and Derek from Trop, those two guys, cause Derek's sober too. Yeah. And Brandon, Brandon's actually two and a half years sober, but he, he knew, it, those guys knew immediately that I was like, something was up because, wow. you know, and those, those are like, I consider Brandon and Derek like true friends because you know true friends check you when you're like fucking up and they were like you know it got to the it got to the point during the pandemic where you know he basically they came over to me and were like yeah you like you he told someone to tell me because he knew I would get mad in my state at him Uh you know sure so he it was our our mutual friend goes, Hey, like like you were like fucking up like really hard, man. Like you got like it was a uh doing the live streams during the uh-huh. period because we didn't, you know, and I just got hammered. I drove myself there and mm. I was like, I'll drive myself back, I'll do one or two and like just passed I just like passed out on like a couch somewhere. Oh wow. And, like yeah, they, they were like, yeah, they were like, you were fucking up the songs, like you're like, really, like this is bad, like you know, and that, and like I, I immediately flipped out and was like, well, you drink like me, if you had my life, blah blah blah, oh, victim, mm-hmm. like that is like, you know, you you hear this in like if you do meetings, like people, I I heard a guy tell me in a meeting like, like I I'm great in two languages, English and Victimese, and that was like, <laughs> that's like. That's me to a T. I will like, like, but, but woe is me. That's why I drinking this hard and I'm sure. not stopping. Like, like, you know, but yeah. And like, you know, my family was getting worried and like friends and stuff. It's just like, you know, once you're like, I was like yeah. ruining like fun times, you know, like it was just bad. Like the more, the more times I remember my story, the more times I'm like, Oh yeah, this was like, this was awful, but yeah. it's funny. Cause like being an alcoholic, you know, I have like 20, like bad times, the bad time stories, but like the one story, you know, it's just like, <laughs> man, I bet I can, I bet I can drink again. Like I was, you know, 19, oh. you know, like when oh, it was gosh. awesome, you know? Yeah. So that's, it's, that's, it's scary, but like, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm, you know, in a better place mentally yeah, too, yeah. physically, you know. Well, and, and all those reasons why you were drinking, I'm sure were very legitimate. A lot of people drink for very legitimate reasons, but the drinking oh, is yeah, just yeah. such a short-term solution. And then, you know, long-term, it just makes everything worse. So I'm glad you were able to realize that. Exactly. And like, you know, I've also struggled with mental, um, you know, mental stuff like you Mm -hmm. know when I was young I got diagnosed with uh like depression and anxiety you know and like uh so alcohol's way of self-medicating that yeah exactly like I literally remember I literally remember when I moved to Baltimore like things were looking up I was like man I feel really good like I should just stop taking my meds. And that's when like, I just kept drinking and drinking, self-medicating and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it was, you know, and then, and then another time too, like, like I, what like really scared me was like, 
I got drunk and uh, did coke for the first time, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not a coke guy. Like, I like mm. how is this ha- how is this happening? I'm just like trying stuff, like you know, like 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 you know i used to listen to minor thread all the time and like (laughs) you know they're they're, you know and it's like now i'm like trying coke and it's like i was never like a coke guy i never wanted to do that kind of stuff and like now i'm doing it it's just like like yeah that's a wake-up call yeah it was definitely i've had so many wake-up calls but it didn't (laughs) you know it like it started getting bad around 24 and it didn't take Mm -hmm. me till now as a 27 like i'm 28 now but it didn't take me until 27 to realize like oh shit yeah i got a i got a problem <laughs> wow you know so what did you do when you realized you had a problem what was your first step so first step this time around mm-hmm. was actually take it seriously because back back that like for me personally um uh the aa has worked for me really Mm, it's a great program yeah it's great yeah and it's like you know it really depends you know and it really depends on the person you know i mean like you know i i know people that you know stop drinking and you know just start smoking weed and it's like that's great for you but like for me personally like i can't do anything just like in moderation so like yeah and the more yeah and the more the more i was like taking i was listening to people in aa speak and like speak about how they were feeling and like why they did this stuff and like you know it really really like hit my head it was like oh man it's like it's not like it's not like how much you drink or what you did it's like why you're doing these things and stuff Mm. and it's like you know it really came down to like can you only have just one of that you know what i mean and it's like is your life unmanageable right you're drinking like that you know and it's like yeah for both yeah it's absolutely for me you know um yeah it's not the drinking that's bad it's the unmanageability of your life that's the bad part exactly yeah. yeah and like it's it's so funny like other people that were partiers like hard partiers mm-hmm. they would be yelling at me like yo you got to slow down and i'll be wow. like like i'll be like what like guys like that's pussies like blah 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 like <laughs> you know like yeah and then it's like they're like oh i i, I see why now like <laughs> bringing the party down <laughs> you know and like throw you know it's like oh i guess they don't like when i'm throwing up on all their stuff you know like that's not so fun yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's not fun for other people now how has your sobriety impacted your music impacted it a lot but it's good way like it's it's i have a new appreciation for what i do like Mm. like because when i was you know especially in bumping uglies like it was like you know the trajectory we were on like it just felt like everything was getting better super super quick Mm -hmm. and like especially being in a band people just give you anything you know what i mean like if you want if you want booze here's a bucket of beer yeah for you you can like people buy you shots people you know you want drugs like there's a bunch of people that have whatever Mm. you need like you know, yeah. you, you want girls, there's girls everywhere that like, man, you can try and, you know, like everything is like a vice, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that they just, you know, which is like, before I got sober, I would use everything, you mm. know what I mean? Like, you know, I, you know, if, you know, I would smoke weed every day, like from morning to night, you know, if I couldn't get a hold of that, I would try to flirt with a girl unsuccessfully and then like you know and then like you know I would you know if just I would just get drunk all the time you know and like I didn't and like I I would forget like oh why am I doing this like you know like like do I like to party is this for partying is this for getting laid or is it because like I like playing drums I like playing out for people you know what I mean and like when I got sober, it was like, oh, wow. Like, like I, I 
feel like I felt like I was like 15 again, like playing music, you know, like on tour again, you know, and it's like, it definitely gives you like a new prompt for newfound perspective of of it all, you know, and it's like, and, you know, you know, I talk with people and stuff, but like, you know, if people are too drunk around me, I just say like, Hey, you know, thanks for coming. And I just, don't I just get out of there you know yeah. like I don't I don't feel like I have to stay praying for right. and like right you know and I don't mean it like I don't like our fans it's just like sometimes I can't be in that situation you know right you've got to protect your sobriety for sure exactly yeah because it's like you know if I if I get drunk it ain't gonna be a show that the drummer right. blasted you know yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you've been able to find a way to make it work. I think being sober on the road has got to be very difficult. It is, but it, it at the same time, it's like, it's, I'm very blessed to have like the, the kind of band I'm in because like, you know, a lot of those guys, like, especially Brandon mm-hmm. really looked out for me and like out of heart awesome. to hearts and, you know, and like, like I said, De- Derek from Tropicalic, like, yeah, you know, he's, he's, great. A, he's a, gr- a great friend and like, yeah, great guy. And like, yeah. I met a lot of other sober people, you know, going through it. And, you know, I've had, I've had fans come up and I tell them, I told them like I'm sober and stuff. And they, and one guy even told me, he's like, hey, man, we had this talk about sobriety and stuff. And like, I'm, I'm like six months clean. And I was like, holy shit, man, that, that's, nice. like, that's huge. You know, like, yeah. So it's definitely, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, you can still help people when you, when you don't expect it. You know what I mean? Cause Absolutely. that's like, you know. Well, you never know who else is struggling too. And so by you being, you know, upfront and vocal about it, I think that really helps other people to be able to relate exactly. to that. Exactly. Yeah. And like in return, it helps me too, you know, like mm-hmm. it's cause it's very, you know, it's a very lonely place when you're struggling, but like, you know, it's, yeah. it's so, it's so freeing. And it's like this, like, it's a very spiritual thing to like come together with someone else that's struggling with the same thing you are sure, or like what you're feeling. And like, when you talk to them, it's like, damn, you're not alone. Like you feel that human connection, you know? Right. That's what I think is so great about the 12 step programs is that they create a sense of community and you realize you're not alone and other people are going through the same things and it, I think it really oh, yeah. opens up. Yeah. Really opens up your, your mind to realize that, that this is a common struggle. It's not, you know, it's not that unusual and there are other people that struggle and you can really be a light for those people by sharing your struggles. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all my homies back home that, you know, are sober and in the program, like they have helped me tremendously. And it's like, it's so funny. Like, you know, you know, I would like, you know, I'd be, you know, I still have like days where it's just like, oh man, like, you know, I'm sad. I can't get a girlfriend. My car's like not working or something. Like I call in and they're like, dude, I've been there, dude. I, you know, like, I know what you're going. Like it's, it's the more you are honest with others, the more they'll be honest with you. It's a, it's a great, Mm. it's a beautiful thing, man. Like it's just, it's really helped me out in life, you know, and I feel like, you know, and I don't feel, I I used to be really angry and like, now I feel like it's like, I can still get that way, but it's like, you know, I, I, I feel in my heart and like other people said it too, but like, I feel like I'm like getting to a place where it's like, you know, I don't have to have this shell of like, you know, anger or something like I can be vulnerable, you know, like, you know, yeah. I can just be myself, like, because it's, it's weird, too, like, when you're in a, a band that's, like, mildly successful, it's almost like, Derek put it in a really good way, it's like you're almost being a caricature of yourself, you know, you have to, like, oh, act the part, yeah. and it's like, I really yeah. don't feel like I have to, like, act the part now, you know, it's like, it's like, I, like, I'm, I, I'm goofy, I can be awkward, like, you know, and it's like, hmm. at this point, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I, I I don't want to be anything else. Like I'm starting to really like myself, you know, oh, which is awesome. very hard to do for years. Yeah. yeah. 
Another uh, another musician who's been very vocal uh, about his journey, um, and we've had him here on the podcast, a huge friend of the foundation, Kyle Smith, who is about to do some dates with you guys. Dude, Kyle is the best, man. He's awesome. He's yeah. Now um, I love that dude. Now, real quick, though, for our friend Kyle, um, there was a, a small debate on his Facebook page the other day where some folks were claiming that Sheets was better than Wawa. So if we could, <laughs> if we could just clear this up, oh, I know man. you're a Wawa guy. I am absolutely a Wawa guy. I do. I do. I have frequented Sheets. Here's how I like do it. It's like Wawa is like if you want great food, at a great price and like quick and eat like that's Wawa. If you want to like kind of like get something quick, but like also like you know kind of like go off your diet a little bit, <laughs> that's sheets because like you get all the fried apps and stuff and like and th- then below that, uh, rudders. Do you do you guys know rudders? I don't. We have none of that out west, or at do, least in do, Southern California. Do, Oh my God, Jarrett might know because Rudders is like close to like like it's in PA and stuff, and like the more like like north you go, I guess. But like Rudders is a place where like like they'll fry a boot and serve it to you. Like they have no shame. Like it is just like they'll just like fry anything, and like it's like I've eaten there after like band. I just felt so sick to myself. I was just like, I oh, felt like God. such a piece of shit after. But yeah, it, it's, it's Wawa for me, though. Yeah. Right. What, what did yeah. Kyle say? I'm kind of intrigued. All right. So I think Kyle, um, Kyle said that the he likes sheets, but he called the hoagies sandwiches, but he's from fucking California. So <laughs> the sandwiches at Wawa are... are are amazing and but I will so say, dang. There's nothing like rolling <laughs> in and getting a fucking a, a classic at you know midnight. I just you can get hoagies whenever you want, tasty cakes, iced tea. It's uh, people don't. Oh, understand. it's so good. Oh my god, they came out with they came out with um uh they always have like seasonal coffee at Wawa and yep. they came out with peanut butter fudge coffee and it's like literally like when you pour it it smells like peanut butter and fudge and like you don't put any creamer in it it's just black and it's like oh my god like i have to like i Ooh. like i've ha- i've had thoughts of like g- like breaking into a wawa and stealing <laughs> like the whole jug of like their coffee just because like they don't have it bagged up like you can like make it so i was like i gotta get my hands on this recipe like that is too good <laughs> like i was going every day and getting it it's so good, dude. Well, I damn near passed out the other day as I'm <laughs> through DoorDash, and I realize that right here in Southern California, but seven miles from where I sit, there's a fucking Rita's Water Ice. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to DoorDash this Water Ice. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? What is what is Water ice. Water. Water ice. I don't know. (laughs) Water. You're saying water. Water ice, right? Is that what you're saying, Jared? Water ice? Right. Water ice. We're saying the same thing. Okay. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) Just checking. For our listeners. I like the way way Jared says it, man. (laughs) (laughs) And we got it. And we got it delivered. We got it dropped. I got it right. I had it. Arita's on the West Coast. So. That is uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the little things that people uh, that you miss once you leave the East Coast. So, as we're recording this, TJ, you are uh, but days away from an event that has been highly anticipated amongst not just the Bump and Uglies fan base, but the fans of the entire scene, and that is Weekend at Wolfie's is finally <clears throat> this fucking thing's yep. finally. COVID, it's over. You guys are putting this thing on. Tell us. COVID's officially dude. over now. Put it out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a Wolfie's end of this. No, uh, <laughs> we wanted to do it. You know, those, you know, we were going to have it. And then, of course, COVID happened. And then, like, restrictions and stuff. But it's finally here. 
and it's it's going to be awesome, man. Like we got all our homies coming out, Ballyhoo, Pacifier. I think, uh, yeah, Pacifier playing. I I think, uh, yeah, there's so many bands that are like playing with us. It's like all our homies and stuff, and it's just it's it's going to be awesome, man. Like it's always a good time. People camp out. People bring their families and stuff, and it's like it's cool. It's not like like uh doesn't get too crazy like a like a crazy like look hippie fest you know what i mean but like it's like it's right in the middle like it's like it's a cool vibe for yeah it's a it's like it's it's a good time for sure like like crazy stuff happens but like not in like a dangerous way like it's kind of it's cool it's like a chill chill environment it's just people come for the music and it's awesome man no so by the time by the time this episode posts, it will have just happened. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully everybody's already got their tickets. And as they're listening to this, they're remembering what a wonderful time they had. Yes. Excited to see all the videos and pictures. Um, mm-hmm. I, haven't, uh, I haven't been able to attend, but I am, uh, I'm very excited about, uh, for you guys that this is finally going down and for the fans and all the people that are talking about it. And it's become such a thing now that it's just known as WAW. <laughs> when people post, yeah, WAW, you know, they're talking about the weekend at Wolfie's. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for you guys that it's, that it's going on. Now, I got to ask you because it seems like you have uh, a, a wide range of musical tastes based on what you're telling us. The Who, Led Zeppelin, you're the drummer for Bump and Uglies, and you've got, you know, Slayer is your screensaver. So <laughs> if you were. Hell yeah. If you were, if you were strength, and I will vouch, I did a little research, okay? Um, and. I do know that you're a Sublime fan because I did find a video on Facebook of you from like 2012 uh, and I believe it was your birthday and you were uh, doing a very cute little shimmy to uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the house. And you were wearing a Sublime t-shirt in the video. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I found that. So oh. I, do know that I do know that you're... And dude did that. Yeah, yeah. I so I know that Sublime is a, a band that you like. I know so you're all over the place here, but for your own personal taste and for yeah, people yeah. that are listening, if you were going away to a deserted island for six months and you could bring five bands records with you, what five bands catalogs are you bringing to listen to while you're on this deserted island? Shit, damn, that's that's a tough one. Well, I do this. This is what I do. It's journalistic <laughs> integrity, my friend. I come with the hard hitting questions. I know. This is yeah. Well, off the bat, that's it. Probably. Damn, this is tough, man. Hmm. I feel like I gave you a five, uh, so I, you gotta have a five. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Okay, Slayer because of Slayer, absolutely. <laughs> Slayer. Uh, Rancid. Rancid. I mean, I fucking love Rancid. That Good would choice. be. Uh, yeah, I love okay. Rancid. Um, probably. Um, there's a really good Oi band punk band called the foreskins that i love they're from europe from like the 80s and stuff sure. I, lo- I love oi yeah yeah um, it's like five right yeah <laughs> so far all you got is Ranson and the foreskins <laughs> yeah. hmm. tough crowd I, uh, I would probably do Absolutely, Ramones have to be on there. Mm, good choice. So, yeah, because they, they literally have no bad album in their discography. Um, and you got one more. <laughs> and you know what? I'll do. I'll do the Who as well because for my dad. Ah, uh, 
Very yeah, nice. Because it'll remind me of my dad. Yeah. There you go. I like it. And, and I, you know what? That answer didn't disappoint because that's so all over the board. Um, just, as, <laughs> just as I, just as I expected it to be. So, um, you guys, we already know weekend at Wolfie's is coming up. Uh, if you've been living under a fucking rock, um, uh, the band is bumping uglies. Although I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with them. You could follow them on social media. Uh, after weekend at Wolfie's, what do you guys got going on? You, I know you guys have some shows coming up. Another tour. Oh yeah. We're booked. We're booked we're like all out for the summer. Um, I'm actually looking at our calendar here for you guys. After weekend at Wolfie's, we're doing. Doing Bird and Betty's at Beach Haven, New Jersey. Doing uh, Soundcheck Studios in Massachusetts. Great South Bay in New York. And we're just all over. The next big one we're actually doing is uh, we're doing Reggae Rise Up in Maryland. Yes. That's we tried to awesome. get into that. Yeah, what a lineup. Oh, my gosh. It looks amazing. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited for that because it's like. Well, one, it's like you don't have to fly. We're just like, right? You know, I, I, you know, like after the show, you just crash with Brandon, which is awesome for me. And like, it's gonna be all our friends and stuff. It's it's gonna be cool, man. Nice. And I know our friends, uh, Joint Operation, are gonna be on there too. Like Josh is my fucking boy, man. I love him. Yeah, Joint Operation has been uh, has been rolling around with the Uglies for for quite a while. Um, I will say that it's funny because uh, I follow Josh. I've been a friend with him on Facebook for years, uh, and I actually found out about them because of uh, Bump and Uglies. Um, but every single time I see a post, uh, he just shortens up Joint Operation. And you would think that I would see that and immediately think of myself since my name is Jay. <laughs> those are my initials. But, J-O. You know, I, yeah. do, I yeah. do believe he's calling a jer- somebody a jerk off in every post. It's <laughs> a word that is so deep into my vocabulary. So I'm like, whoa, who's he calling a jerk off? Oh, join us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have a, of course, a busy touring schedule. Um, everybody should uh, check you guys out on social media and find out where you are. If Bump and Uglies are playing anywhere near you, I recommend you figure out a way to get to that show. Yes, uh, you guys are by far one of my uh, one of my favorite bands. It's uh, it's amazing the amount of energy and fun that comes into. Uh, into a bump and ugly show, and oh, so I, good. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't care. You guys are. When I look at the band, it just there's no way that this music should be coming from the core guys that it's coming from. <laughs> I, I I feel like you should be the guitar player in Slayer. <laughs> I I feel I feel like I saw Wolfie selling balloons in a uh, in a Grateful Dead parking lot. <laughs> As a, and Brandon just looks like this, you know, clean cut. But and then you guys just get up there and just make this amazing, yes, gay rock beach vibes, just awesome feeling music. And I just think it's so funny. Never judge a book by a cover. Um, oh yeah, I, dude. I would never think that the three of you guys are bandmates playing the type of music <laughs> you're playing at the level it's you're playing. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's so. It's so funny because like people like always come up to me and be like, "Man, like you look like you're in like a hardcore band." So it's like I love hardcore, but it's like I also love like fucking you know, <laughs> like like Elton John, like in like nice. you know, like especially like reggae too, man. Like just like all the dub stuff, like from like the sixties and seventies, oh, yeah. like all the Trojan Records stuff. Like that stuff is like timeless, dude. It's it's yeah. I just and- I I just love music, man. It's and awesome. be honest, like every once in a while, do you just like crank up the Backstreet Boys and just go for it? Oh, oh, I literally like I went back and like I made myself a playlist. And I think I shared it too, but it, like I I made a playlist of everything I listened to when I was a little kid. Like when uh, I was like eight, like seven or eight and it had like uh-huh. it had some 40, it had some 41, uh-huh. it had Instinct, it had Creed, it had like it just <laughs> oh. like it was it's so cringy but like i was like listening to it I, 
I, I, I was like legit almost tearing like listening to that episode. I was like, man, such a simpler time. Like there are there are two types of people. Um there are the people that admit that they sing along to those songs in the car and then there's fucking liars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's like like when people are like, oh that's stupid it's like you bought the record. Don't fucking lie. Right. Like you loved it as much as I did. I would uh I would kick myself if I didn't ask about the legend of Dayman. Oh my god, yeah. So that was actually before I was even in the band, they recorded that. Um and I mean I'm like we all love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was just watching that like with me and my dad today. Thursday, we just like put on the new season. I mean we like I- I'm a huge always sunny fan but um it's so funny that like you know every time we play people yell that out like it's free bird yeah Brandon <laughs> play day man and it's like yeah it's like it's it's so crazy yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it grew to be something you know i hope i hope it doesn't eclipse our whole discography for our cover of day man but i mean <laughs> hey fuck it it's cool yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's so I couldn't believe the day that I came across a, a Bump and Uglies version of Dayman. I was just completely blown away. I thought it was, I thought it was so awesome. Um, I, I just wish, uh, I just wish like the guys, like like Charlie Day and Gwen Howerton and, and you know, if, if Frank. I wish, I wish Danny DeVito heard us and was like, hey, want to come and have lunch and be like, yes, I love you so much. Like, <laughs> like you, please, what, just like, get us on the set. You guys are the fucking bump and uglies. What are you talking about? You can make that. <laughs> you can go anywhere. Uh, we you gotta, go we gotta, I gotta talk. talk to you wanna go with right? like, <laughs> Let's just go find them. I did, like I would love to like my dream would just be like they heard our song and be like oh that was awesome do you want to like watch us film an episode I'd be like oh my god yes like let me just shake Danny DeVito's hand like oh my god that'd be awesome I Maybe feel like there must be a way to make that happen yeah <laughs> there's got to be yeah, a way to make that listening. happen <laughs> yeah oh god Danny DeVito listens but Cricket might listen. You know, Dude, if Cricket I, listens, oh my god, yeah. Cricket might listen, you know, I don't know. It's uh hey, listen, I uh they are, you know, I, I don't know, they licensed this a Fayuka song. There's a Fayuka song in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So there's somebody who's really paying attention. Yeah, there's uh there's a Fayuka song. It's the episode where the air conditioning's not working, it's super hot, and they're all they're, you know, they got all their shirts off. Everyone's got the clothes off party dancing in the bar. And uh, there's a Fayuka wow. song playing in the background off the Barrio Sideshow album. So there's somebody, somebody connected to It's Always Sunny is somehow into this scene. Um, so you never know. I mean, listen, crazier things have happened. Uh, the Long Beach Dub All-Stars was the theme song for Joey, which was a friend's song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it literally happened because, you know, one of the one of the head honchos' daughter liked the album. And next oh, thing you know... Oh, there you go. It could happen. And Miguel and Bud and Eric are on a theme show, theme song for a <laughs> sitcom. So, Love uh, that. Yeah, that's so, so sick. Basically, what we're saying is, is to the people of it's always sunny. I mean, what else do we need here? You're from Philadelphia, exactly. I am the I am their target audience. I've yes. been watching uh, for a year. I literally in my in my car, I have a Frank. Uh, do you know the episode where he like loses all his money and he tries to commit suicide, but he can't get his next toothpick? Uh, I have the uh, I have that as a. Uh, air condition i have that as like a deodorant thing on my car <laughs> like a hanger it smells like mint it doesn't smell like danny devito it smells like a mint thing it's just like a car good. freshener thing it's so awesome 
Like, it's the, smells like, yeah. At least it smells like mint and not a uh, runoff crab. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Right, because that we're crab people now. Yeah, we're crab people now. Times is tough. Yeah, man. Well, uh, TJ, oh man. Oh, my God, I, I love that. I can't thank you enough for uh, for coming and hanging out with us. And, uh, you know, the the two things that we talk about the most here on Bradley's House is – uh, is recovery and uh, and music and like Kelly said in the beginning, um, you know you certainly have uh, have checked those boxes and to see what you guys are doing uh, right now with bumping uglies and and watching you guys keep getting booked on the shows and getting booked a little higher up on the bill and uh, I mean you guys had a you guys had a crowd at Cali Roots I mean yeah it was wild man. Yeah. yeah. Thank, dude, thank you guys for having me, man. Like, it's it's awesome seeing these kind of like, especially for musicians, man. Like, like you guys are really doing a good thing with like what you're doing with Bradley's house, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, if people want to check out your tour schedule and all that, they I know that your website is bumpinuglysmusic.com. Of course, they can mm-hmm. check out all your social media as well. But get all the info. Like you said, you guys have tour dates for july and august all up and down the east coast and a little bit into the midwest so definitely anybody listening if you're over there on that side of the country get to a bump and ugly show i can't wait for you guys to come out here again i think it's been oh yeah me too i don't know maybe six months since i saw you perform last i can't remember exactly but i'm a huge fan my kids always come with me to the shows they love bump and uglies i i feel like i've done I'm not a perfect mother, but one of the things I feel like I have done <laughs> is give my kids a great musical education. Makes me so happy that they love good music. So anyway, I just, anybody who's not had a chance to go to Bump and Ugly Show, I highly, highly recommend. You guys do such a phenomenal job, such great music, Thank such you. a great vibe. Yeah. So anyway, as Jared said, we were really honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for talking and being so open about your struggles and about what's working for you. I think it's really encouraging for a lot of people. So we appreciate you uh, being so open and honest. Sure. Appreciate it. Well, keep up the good work. We're super stoked for you and all the great things that are happening. And I hope to see you again soon. Yeah. You guys too, man. Thank you so much. Thanks TJ. Super thanks to TJ for coming on and chatting with us. I know that those guys are so busy, but uh, it was really awesome. We got to meet him out at Cali Roots and then able to set up to get him to come on the podcast. And I'm just, it was really cool to have him on. Absolutely. Great guy. Awesome musician. And so nice of him to tell his story and share that with us. It was, it was really fun talking with him. I was, I was really shocked when I found out how young TJ was. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought he's an old man or anything like that, but <laughs> I mean, he's still just a baby. How old are you, Jared? 73. <laughs> Clearly we can, we can tell by your voice. Yeah. I think you're only what about 10 years older than TJ. Yeah. 10 years older than TJ. Okay. 10 years is a long time. Things happen in 10 years. <laughs> Anyway, a lot of things, including shows. So if you want to catch all the shows that the Bump and Uglies have going on right now, make sure you check out their website, bumpanduglysmusic.com. Click on the tour button and see all their tour dates. They've got a bunch of stuff coming up right now. If you're on the East Coast, you are going to be happy because you've got a lot of opportunities to see Bump and Uglies. Of course, we just had a phenomenal No Family Foundation Benefit show here on the West Coast. A few days ago, last Saturday, on Jacob's birthday, wasn't that an amazing night? Oh, it's a night that I will—I'll uh, never forget. I mean, there's uh, there's YouTube footage out there that our friend Scott Perry, uh, who you've actually heard on this very podcast, uh, mm-hmm. took and posted, um, and just all the people that were there, and then of course, uh, you know, Sensi Trails. Uh, we're thinking about them and their whole camp, um, yeah. their their bass player and uh, and brother Kaya. He was in a car accident wasn't able to make it out to the event, insisted that they kept playing. They came out and just did an amazing set. Uh, Gabo uh, from Fayuka, of course. Jason DeVore from Authority Zero. Uh, Dylan Brecky. Rass. How about Rass's painting? 
that was remarkable with a spray can. How does he spray paint like that? It looks amazing. I couldn't believe how great that painting came out. So uh, it, it was just an amazing night. And then Jacob uh, up there doing the Sublime set and then uh, busting out Brad's guitar. And uh, it, it was just a, uh, it, it was a night that I will, I will never, ever forget. Absolutely. It was very memorable. Thank you to everybody who made it out. And of course, a huge thank you to all the artists who played and donated their performances. It was just a really, really awesome night. And I know Jacob had a great birthday. Yeah, he certainly did. We he had some cake and uh mm. he got to celebrate it in uh in Long Beach with a, a bunch of uh, fans who just had an amazing time. So, thank you to everyone who came out. And guys, uh keep an eye out on the Knoll Family Foundation social medias. Uh you know, people are enjoying these. We're going to we're going to try to do them every once in a while. And uh so make sure you're following us, uh the Knoll Family Foundation on all forms of social media. Of course, the website, the org. The reason why we put on this podcast and we do these shows, you know, we're raising money to get Bradley's house up and open. And there's a ton of ways that you can help. You can go ahead and click the link tree in the description of this show. It'll get you to all things Knoll Family Foundation. Uh, and there's a million different ways that you can help and be a part of this. So uh make sure you check all of that out. Kelly, um, I, I they just announced it. Kelly Roots next year, four days again. Are you ready? I can't wait. I am all ready, Jarrett. I am all ready. I'm gonna start napping now so that I'm well rested. <laughs> <laughs> Another four days. You know what? I, I'm I'm excited about it. I am. I am it's, four, it's gonna be it's, amazing. They are uh, they are definitely long days when we're at the booth, but uh, you know, people wait an entire year. Give them the four days. Absolutely. So, and they're uh, great lineups. I mean, when they had those four days this year, they were packed full of incredible performances. So I'm sure next year will be no exception. Yeah, there was uh there was no uh there was no bathroom and beer acts, meaning that there no. was no time where you could be like, Oh, these guys are playing. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and grab it. Right. It, you were always running to try to get back to the stage so i'm sure that they'll be setting that up again so guys uh once again make sure you visit the uh no family foundation social media pages give them a like follow and uh see all the things that we've got going on kelly every single week everybody knows the routine when you're on your way out of bradley's house i always kick you out but you always get to leave with a song <laughs> what's everyone going to hear today we're going to hear a phenomenal cover of sublime same in the end by Bumpin' Uglies. Seems fitting. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I am Jared Orr. She is Kelly Knoll. You don't have to go home, but you got to get out of Bradley's house. Down in Mississippi where the sun beats down from the sky. They give it up and they give it up and they 